Welcome to the Launch Your Live podcast, a show dedicated to providing you with daily, top-level, live video tips, tricks, and strategies to not only help you start, but also excel at live streaming. Are you a live stream producer? Are you looking to improve your live production quality? On this episode, Marco Novo and myself, Christian Karasevich, we're going to share tips and tools to help you make better, more professional live streams. We're going to primarily focus on, obviously, some tips to help you, uh, but we're also going to talk about some of our favorite tools as well uh, to help make producing a live stream easier and better. So I'm going to go and come on and say a quick hello. Hey, everyone. How we doing? Uh, this is uh, the Launch Your Live show on Amazon as well as a podcast. You can check it out if you're listening. All you have to do is go to launchyour.live forward slash EP86. You can tune in to all the products that we're over here featuring uh, on Amazon Live. I do you want to apologize? We uh, kept having to move the start time because, um, well, Marco was actually showing me some really cool tips and tricks <laughs> of things that we could do for our live streams. And so we kind of got playing with those. You'll probably notice the header is a little bit different. Came up with some different versions um, that we want to share with you all today. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so sorry about starting a little bit late uh, as usual, but um, here we are. So absolutely, <laughs> Marco, I know today we're going to be talking about. Um, so, well, for those of you who don't know, my name is Christian Karasevich. I'm joined by Marco Novo. Uh, we basically, well, I work for StreamYard, actually a live stream uh, software that's actually we're producing this show with. And um, Marco, I think you're and you and I both have live stream production experience, right? Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> and so what we want to do today is we want to talk about you know, some tips, some tools, some things like that to help you uh, if you are producing streams. And this could be producing streams for other people, but this could also just be producing your own streams. Like what can you do to make them better? And so Marco, I'm going to turn it over to you. I'm going to let you kind of kick things off and just talk about like, what do we want to, you know, I guess maybe let's start off like, what do we want to actually start with when we, when it comes to live stream producers, like what are some of your favorite tips? Well, I think I'm, I need to make a, a real, a good point about this sure. because for instance, the other day I was talking with uh, some kids and I said, uh, because they were think, uh, talking about uh, work and everything. And I said, look, when I finish my, my university, uh-huh. the job I have today didn't existed. Okay, so this live producer thing could be a nice way for you to generate a nice stream of income at the end of the month. So I think it's important to talk about this because when I started uh, my live stream journey in 2015, people laugh at me and now I'm making good money with this. Yeah. Okay, so it's important to have this in mind. It's not like, Oh, you, you want to be famous. You want to be <laughs> featured in the TV. Yeah. No, it's something that besides creating your own content, creating our, your own, uh, community, uh-huh. you can make a good income with that. So, uh, it's a good point I want to highlight as well. Okay. And also 
it's important to have in mind with that one of the most important things as a remote TV producer, okay, yeah. and usually you don't show in the in the screen. It's to bring to help the event to succeed all your knowledge. Okay. This was something that I learned from my experience. And I'm pretty sure, Christian, that you you felt the same. That sometimes we see, see people that are not so aware of how they should uh, share a screen <laughs> yeah. using the right things to, to, to make it good. Okay. So mm -hmm. that's one of the good reasons I... I I think this topic, it's a very good topic and why we should talk about it. And also here on Amazon, because I think that we may see here, there's people finding and searching for good gear, but also it's important to uh, talk a little bit about these tips about live streaming. And one of, I think this could be um, a, a, a one of the, Important tips when we talk about this. Okay. Okay. It's that you don't need to start with a very expensive budget. Okay. okay? Because mm -hmm. usually you don't need to show on the screen and you don't yes. need to be real good heard in the in the in the speakers or headphones. So uh -huh. you don't have to to spend a million dollars. Let's let's dial it back. Cameras. You don't have to spend thousands of dollars or even a thousand dollars on high-end equipment. I mean, sorry, let me rephrase. If you're good, you don't need to spend the money on things like, for example, a high-end camera. Yes. If you're the one that is, not, if you're not going to be on screen, you're going to be behind the scenes as a producer, you don't need an expensive camera. If you're going to be using your screen, for example, and you're not really like, you know, say you're not streaming gaming content or things like that, but you're, you know, You're the one doing the production. You don't need the most expensive and fanciest monitor. Now, granted, it would be awesome to have, and we talked about this on the last episode, which is uh, launcher.live slash EP85, where I talked about the best monitors and screens you could get. Now, what I said there was you don't have to have the most expensive like gaming monitor because if you're behind, the, if you're doing production, people aren't going to see that. However, If you're going to be sharing your, you know, if you're going to be doing that in addition to doing production for other people, you may want that. And then another level that you can look at is if you need a lot of screen real estate, you could get that 49 inch monitor that we talked about, but you don't necessarily need it. I think that's the key point that we want to drive home here. So, Absolutely. so Marco, let's, let's just, how do you want to start? Do you want to talk about like maybe some, some equipment that we like tools and equipment and then maybe add some tips in? What do you think? Yeah, I think we can we can go for it. <laughs> maybe maybe talking about one of the most important things, um, sure, Chris. And we see this. We keep seeing this all the time, which is the problem of using the speakers instead of earphones or these kind of devices. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think. I think it's a good point. And this is also important, as I mentioned before. Don't think about the 
producer uh, tasks about just moving uh, scenes and ending, finishing, uh, bringing overlays and this kind of things. Also, it's important to uh, bring your knowledge before the the show begins. And for instance, yeah. giving the advice to the organization. Look, it's important for your speakers to use earphones. Use, for instance, uh, how to share the screen. Yeah. Look at this tutorial. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I keep see pe seeing people using the speakers and bringing that annoying looping feedback to the sound. Yeah. I know. I, it, I gotta say, it is one of those things where if you're a producer, like I'm so surprised, I guess, at times that it's so hard to get a guest to wear headphones. Like they won't wear <laughs> headphones for some reason. And it's like, And, it, and here's the thing, when your guest doesn't, you probably know this, if, you, if you're an advanced producer, you know this, but if you're not, you're brand new. If somebody's not wearing headphones, it's fine for them because they may not be you know, listening. They may That's not, the main problem there. They're listening yes. to stuff. But the problem is if they're not wearing headphones, what ends up happening then for the producer is that it becomes a challenge of having to mute and unmute somebody if there's too much background noise going on, because again, that actually takes away from the production, the quality of the live stream production. And so, yeah, it's, it's definitely, that's like a, a tip that I'd say everybody who's starting with live stream needs to wear a pair of headphones. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a hard thing to get people to do. So Marco, where do you want to start in, in terms of like, you know, live stream production tips and to, uh, tips and tools and equipment? I think we have their uh, headset, which is uh, an important okay, device okay. as well. Okay. Yes. So we're talking about a headset. We're going to talk about a couple different headsets, right, Marco? Yes. So what's the first one? We, uh, what what kind of headset do you think people should have? Should they have a uh, wired or wireless headset? To work with the production? Yeah. Wired. Wired, okay. yes. As a producer, you should have a set of wired uh, headphones. Absolutely. So, um, Marco, I don't know if you have the ones that we're going to pull up, and I'm going to pull these up here for everybody. So I don't have it, but I know someone who has, uh, Ryan Swanson, yeah. our fellow uh, Amazon influencer. And for instance, I finished the live show with him a couple of hours ago. Yeah, Well, nice. I started a couple of hours ago, and he was using this um, headset. Okay, I have to say, the first thing about this, it's only... I think it's $22. Okay, so... <laughs> and it has a huge cord. It has a good sound, even though it's not important to have a crystal clear sound. But there's something that we... Um, I think it's important to say as well uh, in, this, in this topic is uh -huh. sometimes it's not usual, it's not the rule, uh, but sometimes... As a producer, you have to jump in to the stage, maybe to help the speaker having some issues or something, and you have to jump in. So it's important that you sound good. And this kind of device, it's good because it has a good sound. And another thing, like I'm using now, I'm using this microphone with the, the stand or boom arm. And the problem with, with this is that some, somehow it uh, doesn't give me the, the best freedom to work with my keyboard, okay? It's kind of a noise that I have in front of me. Using this kind of devices, as far as the microphone, it's there, hang it on, on one here. 
you don't have this uh, noise around you to, how can I say it? To annoy you <laughs> while you're working. So that's the reason I, I think it's important to have this kind of uh, device. It's a Logitech and I, I've been mentioned all the time my, my love about Logitech gear. So that's a good device. And also, for instance, if you do uh, work, remote work and uh -huh. or uh, Zoom calls, whatever, it's a really nice device that you can have. And also the sound looks good. And there's another thing that I usually I notice in this kind of uh, headsets. It's when someone breathes, there's the, this wind coming from the nose entering the the microphone and uh -huh. it's not a good experience and with this one i didn't notice uh once even once this problem yeah nope excellent point yeah and this is a this is a very good um again it's not like an expensive pair of headphones but it'll get the job done in terms of using it for live streaming so um, so for example, if you're a producer, I mean, here's the thing we, we said this earlier, you don't need super expensive headphones and I'll be honest with you. The next thing we're going to actually share is a pair of Bluetooth headphones. And we'll talk about why, you know, this is a good production tool as well to have. But, um, for example, this is a good, uh, pair of headphones to put in, you know, for example, if you're uh, a producer, you're going to want to put these, you know, you're going to want to have that close to your head. Um, because again, I mean, you aren't like you're not on screen. So these may not look cool on you right now, but because you're behind the scenes, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And it has, uh, and then I've somehow highlighted this. Yeah. It has uh, six feet, point six, seven, seven. So it gives you a kind of <laughs> yeah, it's got a long range cable. Yeah. to move. Yes. Excellent. Actually. Yeah. So, um, okay. So that's, that would be like, so if I'm a producer, I'd recommend having a good pair of headphones that you can put over your head. You're probably wondering, well, hey, I've got Christian has headphones on right now, but you can't see them. It's because I have these in-ear monitors. And I know, Marco, I think you've got in-ear monitors as well. Yes, um, yes. So, you know, as a producer, you want to make sure you wear headphones. Now, another little tip that we have for you is you want to also have a pair of headphones for, uh, so like, for example, let's say Marco and I were over here producing a show. What we're, how, how are we going to communicate, right? And so we're not going to like, we may be on our phones, for example, we may be doing that. Uh, we may be in the private chat doing this as well. But what I would recommend for something like this would be having a second pair of headphones. This, for example, a pair of AirPods. I would only connect these with like the one device I need to connect to. For example, it could be my phone. And so here's what I would do with this. So I'm going to do this right now. I would take one pair. I, I have my regular headphones on. This is to listen, I'm listening to the actual broadcast, but then let's say Marco and I need to actually chat and be on a different line. I would mute the live broadcast mic so that way nobody can hear me. And then what I would do is I would take my second pair of headphones, for example, my AirPods. I would put this one in maybe this ear. And so then that might be connected to my phone. And so then that way, if Marco and I need to have a conversation, we can have a conversation. I can, have, I can hear him talk about the production behind the scenes while still being able to listen to everyone else in the other headphone. And the way that I normally work this is, uh, for example, I will turn this one down so that I can hear some of it, but I don't need to hear everything. And then I will hear uh, the majority out of 
the left one, which is me and Marco and I having that conversation about things. So Absolutely. what do you think about that, Marco? Any other tips you want to share there? Well, it's, it's, it doesn't need to be, it's, it's better to be, uh, as sound, a second, uh, uh, communication channel yeah. behind the scenes. It, it could be, it's the best option is to be with sound, but it has to be uh, anyhow, okay? Uh-huh. For instance, uh, WhatsApp chat or something, you really need to have this second channel because to prepare things, to troubleshoot something, it's really important to have this uh, second second channel to, to work really well this producing uh, job. Fantastic. Yeah. So that's going to be, so if I'm a producer and I'm needing to communicate with staff, I would wear something like this. Also want to make sure we highlight uh, just a couple of comments here. So we got uh, a lot of our good friends here actually too. And I want to say thank you all for everybody who's actually tuning into this live. Um, I want to thank, uh, uh, thank Dean and then uh, Mike. And then I've got Anka here tuning in as well, as well as uh, Darren and Anka brings up another great comment. Um, she says that you can also use Discord as a live communication tool as well to communicate with your remote assistant producer. So, you know, I think that's an excellent point there as well. So um, you could go the route of, you know, the simple way, headphones, two pairs of headphones. So like we highlighted some in the uh, cart, for example, the carousel for you, like we highlighted getting a pair of wired headphones to maybe listen to the production and then maybe having a pair of like maybe the Apple AirPods. Um, there's even like, Anchor makes like a $20 or $30 pair that you could also get. Let me see if I can highlight those for you all on the carousel. Anchor makes a $20 or $30 pair. And what you can do with that is uh, that's also another way to be able to then, you know, have that tied to like your phone. It's only that you don't need expensive headphones. It could be the only pair that you connect to your phone, for example. And then the benefit here is so that uh, as you're actually then able to communicate with people, uh, by the way, the Anchor headphones are $25. Um, so those are in the carousel as well. But you can get that and then you can have one pair where you're communicating with somebody, one pair communicating with your staff, or you can go the route that Anka also suggested, which is to use a discord server. Uh, so we'll have to make sure we get some sort of video or something on that to help you all. Okay. So that's if like, so for example, I need to communicate with my producer. Now, um, another tip we shared, let's stick to headphones real quick, Marco. Let's actually bring up those, uh, let's bring up the me audio ones. Actually, let's, let's talk about those me audio headphones. So for those of you who are going to have guests on your live stream and there's a 50, they're $15 a pair. They might even be a little bit less. Um, but one thing that you should always encourage your guests to do is also wear headphones. We talked about this at the beginning, but headphones are critical to live streaming. They don't have to be, you know, they don't have to be the over, like people, a lot of people say like, they don't want to hear headphones because they're so big and they're bulky and they mess yeah, up their yeah. hair and things <laughs> like that. Right. So here's the thing on the flip side. So if you're a producer, you've got uh, guest, you know, people that are going to be on your live streams that the talent that you're working with, you want to encourage them to wear headphones. A lot of them are going to have these. They're going to say, well, hey, they want to wear AirPods. They don't need to. I would strongly discourage wearing AirPods. And the reason because, uh, well, for starters, if these have been ever connected to other devices, they can automatically disconnect. It might connect to the laptop, the tablet, the phone. The other thing that can also happen is there's, you know, if these get below a certain battery percentage, say like you've, say you've had these forever and you've never like replaced the battery, the battery at a certain point 
it will actually disconnect the headphones and the person is no longer connected. So if you have a guest on and they're saying, Hey, I need, I want to wear headphones. If they don't have headphones for starters, tell them to use the ones that came in the box of their phone. Just about every single new phone nowadays, uh, sorry, everyone in the last five years should come with a pair of headphones in the box. If they don't, they should check out, uh, probably these ones that Marco, some of the, these that we have here in the bottom. And these are the, the me audio ones, I think, right? Yeah. Yes. These are the me audio headphones they are $15. And so these are $15. So if you're, you know, for example, you could probably get headphones for even less, but encourage the talent to get a pair of headphones. These are $15. There are other, you know, as I mentioned, there are other types of headphones you can get as well, but these are $15. Um, they even, you can even buy just a pair of the Apple headphones or even the ones that come with it, the Samsung devices as well. And just encourage them to wear these. These are a lot less obtrusive uh, than, you know, wearing the big canned headphones <laughs> over your ears. You know, those look, they're just too big, you know, big and bulky. Absolutely. So uh, we'd always encourage people, you know, if you're going to have a guest on, make sure you have them get a pair of headphones. And if they don't have a pair of headphones, if you're a producer, you know, you've already got a lot of things to think about, but why not build into your production cost the cost of some headphones? Like, hey, we're going to send five pairs of headphones to the individuals that are going to be a guest on that live stream that you're producing. And heck, it may not even be on you. It could be on the you know person who's actually doing the live stream. But uh, make sure your guests wear headphones. And I do want to make sure we highlight, uh, I think we got another good comment here uh, from Anka. Anka, by the way, thanks again for sharing such great information. She's sharing that she's only had issues with wireless headphones like AirPods, especially during live streaming. And I'm going to assume you've had issues in the sense of like, has it been that they disconnected? Has it been the low power thing? Like, what was the issue? So, uh, for instance, uh, let me mean because there's a yeah, lag sure. here. Yeah. The other day, I was producing a show, and one of the speakers was using these uh, AirPods, and from times to times, it was kind of two seconds without sound. Yeah. And even though it may seem, uh, oh, it's a few times, but it's not. Two seconds in a live streaming there, <laughs> mm -hmm. it's big. Yeah, <laughs> definitely is. And so I, I think that's a really good point, Marco, you know, about um, wearing headphones. I also want to make sure I highlight another great comment as well. Again, I think this one's from uh, Anka as well. Yep. Yep. So she says uh, they kept disconnecting on the guest. And absolutely. So that is a challenge because you need to communicate with your guest on your live streams. And so it can be very hard to do that if their headphones are disconnecting, for example, you know, that does happen. And I also have come across this. People have said, well, hey, th these are all they have. So if, if AirPods are all they have, great. But then they also have to make sure they charge them. And I've run into people that have said like, hey, I, I used these this morning. I didn't charge them. So this is the great thing about wearing wired headphones. You don't have to charge them. So again, these are nice. They're easy to move around with, but you have to think, I mean, I've got wired headphones on right now. I'm not moving around very much, you know? I think people, I think, I sort of think like, I don't know if everybody who's a producer kind of feels this, but if you're wearing like wired headphones and like, as long as you've got like a long enough cord, like I've got like a six foot cord here, I don't think people are going to be moving around a whole bunch, right? Like I think, but I <laughs> think people are afraid that, oh, they're going to move this way. I mean, I don't know if anybody's ever given a presentation you've moved this way and all of a sudden your headphones came out of the port. <laughs> but I think we make up that 
false issue, I think. You know, that it really yeah. is not an issue, but we're making, I think, a big deal about it. Um, but yeah, so make sure, you know, next next item, obviously, is make sure, you you know, when you have a guest on, uh, make sure that you, you know, make sure they have headphones. And if they don't, uh, go on Amazon, buy, buy a few packs of these. I mean, they sell, you know, 10 packs of headphones. Get them a pair of headphones that they can hear out of. So, um, yeah, because then again, that's going to help improve your uh, production. Um, and then also, again, I'm going to bring up another comment. This is from Darren, by the way. And Darren's saying, you know, no cans on the talent. Absolutely. Again, it's getting something that's a little little slimmer, a little smaller profile. Like, for example, you can't really see that I've got these on. Marco, I think you've got, are those earbuds or what do you have on? Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, wired. He's got wired <laughs> headphones as well. So, again, yes. these go behind your ear. They go down your back. And there you go. Look at that. They're virtually out of the shot. And it helps produce a clean looking shot versus if I had, you know, big canned headphones on and I'm talking at a medical conference, for example, that doesn't like it doesn't look good to people on, you know, a um, doesn't look good to the audience who's actually watching that. It look doesn't look professional because if That's you're at a, a conference like a medical conference, you anticipate that like. People are going to have, you know, by the way, these come in clear too. So you can get clear ones, things like that, that let them look good on camera, let you still hear them, and yet also don't distract from their information. Yes, indeed. Excellent points, by the way. Um, so also want to, uh, Anka, yeah, absolutely. Um, she's saying uh, she loves the idea of buying a few different sets and sending them to the talent, client, guests. Yeah. By the way, I'll send you a bill for that one, Anka, um, for that excellent <laughs> tip there. Uh, so, cause I know she's, a, she's a producer by the way. So, so you're very welcome, Anka. <laughs> okay. So Marco, what, what else do we need to consider? So as a live stream producer, what are some other tips and tools that you'd recommend? Well, okay. Um, maybe, maybe I can, and then we can, we can hook this conversation to the yeah, monitors. Sure. Okay. One of the things I've been noticing, and I'm pretty sure that you you all noticed that, and Hanka as well, it's the main problem about, for instance, how to share screen, how to mute, how to, uh, I don't know, maybe bring a PowerPoint to the, the, the presentation. So one of the things I made a couple of months ago was creating tutorials how to join StreamYard as a guest, <laughs> for instance, and also how to share a PowerPoint on StreamYard because mm -hmm. this will ease the process of bringing your guests to your show. And also one thing I made, I, I'm not using it th this okay. often, but it's important. I made it um, a couple of years ago, okay. was a kind of checklist. What do you need to do as a guest, because okay. I've been noticing that some people, not all, of course, they don't realize how important it is their role when they are in the screen. Mm -hmm. They forget that it's their personal brand that it's there and also the brand of the brand that brought their, th them to, to the screen. Okay, for instance, let's let, let give a practical example. Sure. You're having me here as a okay. co-host, not as a guest, but let me, let, let me pretend that I'm, I'm a, a guest okay. and I, I have an awful sound 
you i i don't know how to work um i have a noisy background i have people coming and 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 going i have a lousy internet okay it's also you that is uh in be- in a bad situation because people will say ask okay. why christian brought this guy to the show okay yep it doesn't so it's important as well having this kind of tips to to send to the guests even though we know that some of them they don't look at them yeah. <laughs> but at least we are doing this uh working in in advance who hopefully will solve uh, lots of problems before we start and i think it's really important so for instance that's why i think it's important to talk about monitors for now or Okay. Uh, because they will give you room to to think about, for instance, how to share screen and everything. Yeah. So I so I think so. Marco brings up an excellent point, and that point is the fact that if you are uh, producing a live stream for people, and you're going to have them on as a guest, so uh, obviously you know it's make sure you prepare the guest. But in preparing the guest means make sure that you have the right hardware, for example, i.e., headphones, but also making sure that that guest has the instructions that they need, you know, so it's, uh, and we'll get to this in a second about also having like a, a tech session, like a prep session. Um, but one of the things, you know, you definitely need to do is, and, and here's the thing, if you're just starting out, start to build this so that as you do more productions, you have a one pager that you send every single guest. And that one pager includes, for example, you know, like stuff that you'd replace in the document, like what's the backstage link? Uh, other things you'd also include, you would include, you know, instructions, what seems like simple, what seems simple to you, for example, like we're producing this using StreamYard over to Amazon Live. And so, you know, we do this quite a bit. However, we also know that some people, they just, you know, this could be their first time ever being on a video. And so you want to make sure you arm them with all the right information. For example, it includes some of those simple tips as make sure you wear headphones. So for example, the option would be, okay, wear headphones as you're communicating with your talent ahead of time. Hey, if you don't have headphones, here's the document. If you don't have headphones, send me a message and we'll make sure we get a pair out to you or something to that effect. Because then this way you ensure that you are, because again, this also reflects on you as the producer. If your producer, if your production doesn't look good or sound good because your talent is not prepared, that comes back to you as a producer. So encouraging them to do some of those simple things like wearing headphones, giving them the sheet with all the instructions, you know, uh, encouraging them to, to do the tech prep, for example, you know, not blowing that off because you want to make sure that their internet, you know, is reliable. Like if you've never worked with somebody who's coming on your production and you, so you don't, you go in there basically blind. So if I, if Marco came on, I had never met Marco, then I might like, if this is the first interaction I'm having with him, I want to make sure he's got good internet. I want to make sure, for example, that Marco has, um, you know, that he has headphones. For example, what does he look like on camera? Like he knows, he knows how to change lighting. I know that, but like you may have a guest that, you know, they're in a room with a light with a window behind them, and they may think like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to put the window behind me, you know, because oh, it's going to make my web- webcam look better. But then the thing is, it's like, well, as a producer, the tip would be encourage them to, you know, teach them also while you're working with them. So then everything they start to do, they, they don't, they don't say like, Oh, well, Hey, I had good production. They start to say, well, Hey, I had a good, uh, a good show or a good interview. And, Oh, I worked with, 
for example, Anka, or I work with Dean, or I work with Mike, or I work with Darren, for example. And they actually, in addition to actually helping me be more comfortable on camera, they also help me improve my camera presence, for example. And so then, you know, so they have ways to essentially, if you look at it, it's basically helping upsell everything you're doing as a producer. So, um, so definitely, definitely, definitely keep that sort of thing in mind. Um, Marco. Okay. So what let, some, let me yeah. just add something, if you don't oh, mind, yeah, sure. Chris, because yeah. you mentioned, yeah. you mentioned that, uh, import, really important thing. It's not a technical thing. Yeah. It's a human thing, but for instance, the other day, and thankfully I, I, I we, uh, it w- this was after a break, so we were preparing ahead of time uh, yeah. the the live show. And one thing you should do as well as a producer, if you have time, of course, is to talk with the guest or the speaker and see if he she's nervous. Okay. Yeah. Because for usually we have this exp- experience being in front of the camera, so okay. we have we can. The send this uh, safetyness, okay. yep. this security, that trust that may help them to ease the nerves and make the things better. I think this is also important to understand how the other person is feeling and how okay. you can ease the the stress before going live. I think it's also something really important. Excellent. Nope. Excellent points. I think those are great points actually. Um, and again, I mean, that's something that you need to, you know, as a producer, so it's, it's making sure your guests are prepared. So we talked about making sure they have headphones. If they don't have headphones, send them headphones, for example, you know, um, if, for example, like if they're new to live streaming, like go into it, assuming they're new to live streaming. That's, I think the key thing, go into it, assuming that they're brand new to live streaming, that they don't know what they're doing and prepare and start to prepare a document that includes all that information. So it includes some of the basic stuff. It includes a contact number, for example. So if I need to get in touch with that person, like make it easy on them. Don't just, don't assume also that you're, you know, that all your talent's going to be, well, don't just assume that they're all going to be technologically advanced. Like you may get a guest on and they're really smart and they know their material, but they're not technically advanced. And so, you know, trying to help them get positioned on camera, things like that, you know, include all that stuff in a one pager. And um, yes, I want to make sure we got some other good comments, by the way, coming in. We've got a comment, by the way, uh, this is coming in from <laughs> Dean here. Um, he's talking about um, if you can get their uh, lighting good because you want the production to look well uh, to give them a good product. That's an excellent point, actually. As a producer, again, you're there to run the show, but you're also there to coach and help. And Absolutely. that's actually the that's the whole giving back thing. A lot of people might go into production and say, well, Hey, I'm just going to charge, you know, a lot of money for all of this like stuff. And you're going to have people that are going to probably push back and say, well, that's expensive. But then at the same time, if you're dropping all this like knowledge, you're helping their guests be more comfortable. You're making sure their show looks good, that it sounds good. It, it pays off in spades because it's an, Exactly. Yes. And absolutely right. By the way, it's all about value add. So I <laughs> love that point actually. Um, and then the other, another great point actually as well, this is from uh, Mike who says, you know, education saves trouble next time. Absolutely. So think of it like this. This is when you're doing a production, it's not a one off production. It may be the first time you're working with them and then they will remember that experience. So remember how you made them feel on the live stream 
And then they're going to probably want to work with your company again, or they're going to work, want to bring you on. Maybe they even, heck, maybe they even want to bring you on to their staff. Who knows? You know, so yes. there's a lot there. You know, we got some great uh, comments coming in, by the way, from viewers. They're saying, you know, they'll hire you back. Absolutely. There's so much involved, like so much at stake here by doing that value add and giving back to your audience. And, your, and your customer uh, one thing... One thing is really important about this. Yeah. If the organization is aware of the importance of this and you made a good job at the first time, they won't be uh, trying to take risks because even though it may seem something easy and simple, it's not. It's a, a huge responsibility. Uh -huh. It's It's not just clicking uh, the mouse, clicking buttons, as some people like to say, it's not because you have to follow the conversation. Sometimes you have to jump to the stage and help the speaker. And you have to have this sensitivity to, to understand when you have to, 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 to jump and everything. So if they are aware of that, these organizations, they will call you again to to produce because you made a great job for sure exactly and so there's so much here and i want to just highlight another great comment by the way that came in and this is uh, somebody spending a week on logistics for one day like tv commercials and then you spend two weeks of work for essentially was a 30 second commercial it's again it's like you get better at this but there's always going to be some sort of challenge that may come up i mean technology like as a producer, it can play, it can be like, you can get a gremlin sometime, you know, playing, uh, you know, as a producer and you may get a gremlin one time, it may not happen the next time, or you may get something. And then that's a teaching moment to help you improve your productions even further. Okay, Marco, let's talk some more about some, some equipment and some gear. What other things do I need to look at as a producer? Well, I'm seeing here, and this is so important, even though we we may not think about it. A share. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And don't just, I got to say, don't just get a cheap chair. Like, Mark, are there any chairs you recommend? Can we, like, let's bring up some chairs, like, or at least a chair that you like. So chairs are obviously, like, super important here. I mean, like, for example, if you've got a dining room chair, like, again, it's, you work with what you have. But you also want to think long term as well. So, for example, as a producer, you're not on screen, but guess what? You're sitting in that chair. You're not going anywhere. Or you're not getting hours up taking and breaks. Hours. <laughs> exactly. You may be sitting there for hours and hours just waiting for a cue to happen. So, you want to have a comfortable chair. So, Marco, what kind of chair do you recommend? This one with this ergonomic seat. Okay. And also, there's something important that I like to. To highlight, even though some people just like this uh, race car gamer slash gamer um, share. Yeah. Okay. Have in mind that I think they are not the best option for a live producer, even um, even more if you're doing long show production because you will okay. stay, you you will be sitting there for a while, and. Um, as opposed to this one that has this meshy back, which allows your back to breathe, which is important. And for instance, if you live in a warm country, as I do in summer, like Portugal, this makes a huge difference. 
Yeah. Okay, so have these breathable uh, mesh seats because yeah. these will... And also they long last than these uh, leather uh, shares, which are also really expensive. And I don't think that the what you're paying, it's the benefit you're getting. Exactly. And I want to highlight a couple of good comments here, by the way. So NLTMW is saying gamer chairs are not comfortable for long shows. <laughs> but it, yes. absolutely. So like, for example, a gamer chair, like it's mostly foam on top of some sort of metal Um but you also have to kind of look at the type of chair you're going to get. So, for example, if you happen to get a chair, uh, this case, this has a it looks like it has a cushion bottom and it also has yeah. a mesh back or sorry. No, you know what? Actually, let's zoom in on the base of that, Marco. So I want to highlight this real quick. So this chair is all mesh. So you have to pay attention to this. So, for example, it's OK to have mesh on your back. But if you happen to get one of these chairs like this, and, and here's the thing, you can see on the bottom of this, that is a completely mesh chair. So basically what it means is it can support, but it doesn't provide all the necessary support that you may need. So that's something to consider. Like, you know, $300 for a chair is not a, not a big deal. Um, this is a, a very comfortable chair. It actually looks very similar to the one I'm in, except I know it's not the same chair. Um, so uh, very similar chair, except this one does have... Um, this has that mesh bottom and the mesh bottom is not actually going to be very supportive for long stretches. So you want to consider that. Um, but again, make the right investment in a chair. You know, uh, our friend Mike uh, NLTMW is saying, you know, gamer chairs, they tend to be vinyl, leather looks. So they look up really good. They, they look good. However, the challenge you have is those kinds of chairs hold heat. So you also got to think like, if you're going to be sitting in this chair for a long time, you know, if you're sitting in that chair for 20 minutes, and you got a four or five hour show, you may actually be really hot by the end of that and sweating and just really uncomfortable. And you want to make, so you want to make sure you're actually comfortable in whatever chair that you're in. So uh, that is, yeah, and there's, yeah. there's another problem with this fake leather and I'm, I'm leaving it in my chair. And so I'm going to change it uh, soon. Yeah. Is that after some time they will start to skin. And this looks terrible. <laughs> you mean it? So, what do you mean by skin? Do you mean actually after a while it'll start to um, crack and it'll start to yes, yes, break yes, down? yes, yeah. yes. Nope, that's yes. an excellent point. Yeah. So, as a producer, another thing you want to make sure you get get yourself a chair that that is comfortable. So, uh, for example, um, I'm like, what kind of chair do you use, Marco? Well, this is uh, a kind of like I mentioned before. Okay. And I make this because it's more comfortable. Yeah. So it has it has a good a good a good seat. Yes, but yeah. it's old. It's ten years. So yeah. Well, no. It, it, you, I need to move on. You gotta. Th here's the thing. I gotta say this. The other thing also. Um, actually, excellent points. I gotta say, I, I love our viewers today. I mean, I love our viewers all the time. But like, <laughs> we've got some great comments coming in. You know. Pleather hurts when it peels. Excellent. Yes. So the other thing also, like you look at a chair. So, you know, you can look at, there's a company called Herman Miller, for example. They make chairs. They are the ones who actually design the whole mesh system that you see for chairs. And so it's what a lot of the lesser uh, lesser priced ones are built off of, but they're built off, they're built for ergonomics. So you want to make sure, the other thing also about chairs, you don't just want to get a chair and, 
Uh, for example, like you don't just want to get a chair that goes up and it goes down, for example, because if it goes up and it goes down, that's okay, but that's only part of your body that you're supporting. You also want to consider, you know, if you're sitting, like you want it to go up, you want it to go down. You also want to make sure that you get one where the base will slide forward and slide back because you want to make, it's like buying a pair of shoes. If you have the wrong kind of chair when you're live streaming and you're, you know, you're either your feet are like, if you're sitting in that chair for a long time, all the blood's rushing to your feet, you know, things like that. It's not comfortable. It's not healthy. And so that's where you want to consider, you know, if you're in the chair for a long time, you want to make sure that you've, you've got a chair that can be adjustable. It can go forward, it can go backwards and go up, it can go down. For example, it can recline. It's got, you know, in this case, like a headrest. You may think it's silly to buy a chair that doesn't have a headrest, but you can at least lean back on it to reduce all this strain that you're putting on your neck as you're sitting there as a live stream producer. So, yeah. So again, don't skimp out again. This sounds silly, but don't skimp out on a chair. Yeah, 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 it is. (laughs) It is so important. (laughs) So, okay, Marco. So as a producer, okay, so I know I need headphones. I need to get headphones for my guest. I got to get a chair. What other things do I need to consider as a producer? Well, we can talk. We we are talking about furniture, maybe a desk as well. Okay. Yep. What kind of desk do you think that people need to get? Well, I think this kind of uh, mechanical, uh, adjustable uh, desks, they are really useful. Okay, Because, cool. again, So I think you're talking about, about this, right? Yeah, you're talking about one of these, right? Like a, yes, a stand-up yes, desk. Absolutely. So why is so, it, what, so what's so important about a stand-up desk? Because even though it may may, may seems a little bit uh, not so comfortable okay. standing it's better than okay. being seated okay and i'm talking if, um, when we are producing or we are hosting okay it's yeah. for both situations so if you can change at least from times to times your uh, position could be a nice option okay so that's why i think and also it has this helpful stand, which is good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and the possibility to, to be standing. For, let, let, let's just think that you, we are producing, a, as I did a couple of times, mm-hmm. um, a whole day event. Okay. Yep. If I had the chance, for instance, okay, in the morning I will be seated, at the afternoon I will be standing, or after the break I will be changing my position, this would be good. And believe me, your back will thank you at the end of the day. Yeah. I think that's an excellent point. I mean, you know, so you want to make sure when you're streaming, uh, sorry, as a, sorry, as a producer, if you're not going to be on camera, for example, you know, you do want to also make sure you do vary your positions like during the show. So for example, you could be sitting at this desk, you could stand at this desk and this coupled with, the right kind of chair. Like this is actually something where, you know, again, it's help. It, it's very helpful for you to be able like help. Sorry. It's healthy is what I meant to say. It's healthy for you to have a standing desk, to have, you know, a chair, for example, that has the proper support. You know, we've got a great comment as well here uh, coming in. Um, so, you know, for a chair, making sure you get a chair that is 
the right kind of adjustments, not just for like your legs, but also consider your yeah. arms and your hands because they're going to be on that uh, those armrests for quite a while as well. So you want to make sure they're positioned right. And you want to make sure as well that you have uh, a standing desk, for example, because you don't always want to just be sitting at this desk. And it's also very sturdy, by the way, because when you get something like this, you can clip on some of the things you may need, like lighting and cameras and things like that, if you're going to be on camera a lot as well. Um, again, you could also get a couple of these. So, for example, you get a couple of these desks and these get desks are actually they come in handy because um, you could have one of these desks raised at a very high level. And that's where you're actually in front of it. And then you could have one maybe almost like an L shape. And then the benefit mm -hmm. there when you make it an L shape is so that um, it will actually then be a second, almost like an extended desk where you can have yes. some of your other gear that we're going to talk about here in a few minutes on. Um, you know, in the case of like mm -hmm. Dean here, he says, you know, he's using a, a Raspberry Pi for a playback system. So like he's got a super small like computer, for example, uh, or sorry, monitor and uh, computer to be able to monitor his actual live stream. So that is an excellent uh Excellent choice there. I mean, again, don't just go with like the desk you've had for like 30 <laughs> years. Get something that's going to actually help improve your production. And this is, for example, this is the benefit here is that, you know, you can easily raise and lower things. For example, um, you know, it's uh, again, it also gets you up and moving versus sitting at your desk the whole time as a producer. So, um, okay, Marco, what other things as a producer do I need to consider? Well, um, I don't know um, if who told about the, the arm because we have in the carousel this armrest support. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Yes. Yeah, we do, actually. <laughs> so I think they're reading our carousel, his... actually. So, <laughs> yes. so armrest support, like, again, kind of talking about just the health aspect here of live streaming as a producer. Um, Making sure that you get, you know, if you have a chair that, again, don't get a chair that doesn't have arms on it. You want to have something you can put your arms on and you shouldn't, for example, I can tell right now I need to change my arm height because I'm, I'm going to put my arms down and I'm like, oh, I really have to like my posture is now leaning down so that I can put them on the arms. So I need to actually make an adjustment there. Um, but for those of you who happen to have a chair that doesn't have armrest, you can get something like this and this will typically... Um, it goes, this can typically go on your desk and it's basically an arm that can go on your desk. And so therefore you can, um, you know, you can move your, you can put your arms on this, you know, it attaches to your desk and now you actually can have some of those armrests if you need them, because again, you don't, but you're just sitting there. And so as you're sitting there being, you know, not being stationary or sorry, uh, as you're sitting there and you know, you're not, you're being stationary, you're not moving around. It's not good to like, it's not healthy. So you're putting more strain on your body just by sitting there and then, okay, your arms are dangling off, things like that. So um, definitely go and check something like this out. Again, this is a small cost, $15 for uh, armrest support. Um, I do hope that, I think that comes in a, does that come in a pack of two, Marco, or is it one? It looks like it's just one actually, which is interesting. So, yes, yes. I, I mean, I guess it does make sense, but you could buy two. You could put one on each side of your desk. Uh, but I think it's primarily geared towards people um, wanting to have it for their mouse. So yes. like what it put it on every, whatever side you're using your mouse on. So, and yeah, um, and our, our buddy uh, Mike here saying uh, he's a similar armrest to elevate his mouse arm clamps to his sit stand desk. So check that out. 
Okay, Marco, what are the things as a producer do I need to consider? Whether it's well, a tip or we, whether it's we have a tool, this, what do you think? I, I, I need to talk about this because this rocket okay. book pad, it's okay. something really useful. I okay. don't know about you, uh, Chris, but I'm taking notes all the time. Uh, hold on. So okay. while you're while we bring this up, I'm going to bring this up. Okay, so bring the rocket book up, and then I'm going to I'll show you something as well. So okay, there you go. okay. So Marco's got the he's he wants to talk about this item. Um, it's a rocket book orbit legal pad, executive smart reusable legal pad. Awesome. I know exactly about these, by the way. But go ahead, Marco, take it away. Well, um, as I mentioned, one of the things really important, even though the, the event is well pl planned, everything it should be on a, an Excel sheet and everything, I like to take notes. I like to say, okay, this, this speaker will be leading the conversation. This will be the moderator. At this point, I need to bring the screen share from speaker A, or I need to bring the PowerPoint from speaker B, or I need to highlight this speaker, whatever. And I like to take notes uh, on a, a notebook. And this kind of notebook, it's really good because it's reusable. Okay. Also, you can integrate this with your uh, cell phone and take pictures uh, from the, the notes you're taking and then make a kind of an archive. And then you can uh, search for uh, a particular uh, sheet, a particular topic, a particular thing you wrote. So you can find, for instance, you took notes about someone. Uh, you. You wrote an email address and you needed to delete the, the sheet for a, an upcoming event, for instance. But before you took that picture and you saved the, the file and then you can get back to the, this archive, okay, a folder, for instance, and you can type down to try uh -huh. to find this... Um, file which is really really game changer okay marco so um you probably heard me like rattling around and moving some things yeah, around yeah i can i can so, see some i can listen to some uh, curious noises around there so there's a reason <laughs> i was doing that and that's because i have been using the i, I talk about the rocket book all of the time actually because i've actually been using this for a long 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 time since they first launched and it's because it's one of my, it's my favorite notebook. Like, and so I got a couple of things here. I got a pen and I got a notebook and I want to show you guys how this works. So it's regular paper. You know, again, this, this is a model. This one's actually regular paper. Um, so regular paper, and then I'm going to hold this pen up. Hopefully this will actually uh, show up on camera. Let's see. So like when you think about like, oh, a notebook, like this was the item we were talking about. And it's the Rocketbook Orbit Legal Pad Executive Smart Reusable Legal Pad. So a lot of people think like, oh, reusable. They think they're going to draw on essentially like a whiteboard or something like that, right? Or, or a product that is kind of like a whiteboard where you can draw on it and erase. Here's the thing, though. This is regular paper and it uses a regular pen. Let me show you guys this. See if I get that to focus. This is going to be a little hard to focus, I guess. Let's see. Ah, I got to get a new lens, I guess, maybe. 
It's not focusing. There we go. Okay. So there it's a go. regular pen, by the way. So regular pen, regular paper. And the way this thing works, and this is where this is why I would 100% recommend this as a producer. This is a must, must, must have item. Because so along the bottom, they've got a QR code. But then also along the bottom here, let me see if these, yeah, you guys can kind of see, hopefully see these a little bit. So let me actually make this full screen. Yes. So as you can see along the bottom, there we go. Uh, there we go. You're going to see there's these little icons that are kind of showing up. There's like a clover and a star and a yeah, bell yeah, yeah, and yeah, apple yeah, yeah. and whatnot. Okay. So Very the much, way that yes. this thing works that makes this thing so awesome is that I write in it just like I normally would. Now let's say Marco and I are, um, let's say we're co-producing a show. I can write in here. I can draw in here. It doesn't really matter. And then when I'm finished, I simply just check a box at the bottom of this. And that box is connected via their app. So I open my uh, Rocketbook mobile app. It scans the QR code and then it looks for a one of the, whatever I've checked along the bottom. And here's where it's really cool. So like if you're a producer, let's say you need to uh, let's say you need to send something out to like a team of and like, let's say you've produced productions of like 10 people and you've drawn out some stuff. So the way this thing works is you literally could check one box and then behind the scenes, it could be set up to send to an email address you have set up as a producer that emails it to anyone else who's on that distribution list. Or it could be, let's say I want to email the diagram to Marco, myself, and then like, let's say the third one is like the people I'm doing the production for. I simply... Check those boxes, open the app, scan this. It reads these and then it scans what's here. And then what's really cool about it is that it uses uh, OCR. So it, uh, it does character recognition so you can search. It also will scan your, your image that you've drawn and you basically are digitizing your notes. Now you're probably thinking, well, oh, I could just take a picture with my phone or something. The other cool feature, this is reusable, 100% reusable. So in this model, for example, this one, you actually can take a, uh, you can take a, a cup of water, for example, something like this. I'm not going to just put this on the notebook, but you basically sit it on the notebook and then you microwave it. By the way, you should use a mug and not a glass, but you sit it on the notebook when you're finished and you can erase this entire notebook and reuse it. Marco, I'm like, looking at your face. I'm like, I can't tell. Can you do me? Can you do that face again? Cause that was pretty good. I can't tell if like. If you're like amazed at this or you're like, yes, amazing, amazing. Yes. It's pretty cool. Indeed. And so yeah. as a producer, you know, yeah, you're going to make tons of notes on things, but the great thing is you could have notes for every single little thing and they're all tied back to things. This can save to Dropbox. It can save to Google drive, uh, saves to pretty much wherever you pretty much most every places you're working with clients on. It can also then automatically email it. Uh, it's reusable. You don't have to have a whole stack of notebooks and then go try to figure out, well, which notebook is it in? You could have one notebook and then at the end of a production, you could digitize it. So you've got an archive of it and then you now erase it and look, guess what? You've got another notebook to be able to use for your next production. By the way, yes, uh, I want to highlight a comment from our friend uh, Dean here. <laughs> He's saying tech from Area 51, LL. Yes. By the way, you, you hear me talk about this stuff and here's the thing. The reason I talk about this stuff is because I'm passionate about this stuff. I love tech. I love live streaming. I love gear. And I love helping. So, um, so this is the rocket book and this is the one Marco is talking about. Uh, this is the rocket book orbit, uh, legal 
pad. And this is this one's uh, this is about forty dollars. But think of it like this: if you were to buy one of these note, like if you were to buy one notebook, for example, like a, a physical notebook from a store, you'd probably pay five dollars maybe for a small notebook. And then you know what's going to happen is over time it's going to get frayed. You know you're going to have a stack of notebooks versus. If you get into the habit of digitizing all of this, it's going to be pretty darn awesome. So, um, so definitely go and check that out. By the way, yes, uh, Dean Dean does want to share a link to a Q sheet. Um, yeah, feel free to share that as well. Yeah, so um, he does have a Q sheet as well that he uh, he was putting together. And so, if you're watching this um, at launcher.live/ep86, uh, go through the comments. Um, we'll we'll make sure we put all this stuff up. Um, you know, in this case, Dean's going to share a cue sheet and the cue sheet basically is, uh, it's got segment, the start, the duration, the audio, the video, the graphics, et cetera, that you're using for your live streams as a producer. So yeah, so Dean, feel free to share that. Okay, Marco. So let me go and put my notebook out of the way here. <laughs> so let's talk about some other things that people as a producer need to consider. Okay. So what else is next? I mean, so like. Okay, so so we're talking about like notes. If you want an easy way to take notes, check out that Rocket Book. By the way, they don't just come in the legal pad size; they make multiple ones. Uh, you can also buy pens. For example, this is a black one. I think I've got like, yeah, I've got some blue ones here as well. Like, for example, I bought some. I bought a whole packet of blue pens. Um, by the way, I have heard that uh, again using blue, black, etc. I've heard using these. Like if you write in blue, I've actually heard that it commit helps commit things to memory a little bit better. So again, this is not just a regular pen. It looks like a regular pen, but it's actually a, a, a friction pilot pen. So it's a friction ball pen. Let's see if I can get that to focus. There we go. That's the pen we're using here with these rocket books. And it's a regular pen, as you can see here. Look at that. So it's a friction pen. Uh, very, very, very cool pen that you can get. So... Okay, Marco, what other things do I need to consider as a live stream producer? What are things you think we could uh, people need to either use or uh, things can Mouses help improve them? and keyboards. Yes. I, you probably have heard me rattling around a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> I got to say, as, a, as someone, if you do any sort of production, and let's say your mic needs to be open. You want to consider, and, and this, is, this actually works both ways. So if you're a producer or if you're on-screen talent, or if you're actually doing other live streams yourself, you wanna have a silent keyboard. Absolutely have a silent keyboard and a silent mouse. Because there's nothing more distracting than, for example, if you heard me right now, like, Marco, you know, do you have a silent keyboard or no? I don't think it is. Okay, so here's <laughs> what I'm gonna, I'm gonna put myself full screen, and let's say I'm over here talking, and so now let's say Marco wants to, you know, let's say Marco is, he's not on screen and he's like, oh, well, okay, I'm not on screen. What's he going to do? He's going to type away at your keyboard. Do me a favor, Marco, do some typing. I think he's got a really good mouse by the way, or a really good microphone. Cause it's, I'm not hearing anything, but. Okay. 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 Let me, uh, let me, let me do something here. Okay. So, okay. So as you could hear, I'm, I'm over here trying to talk and you're hearing Marco sometimes click away on things and whatnot. So what we would strongly encourage you to get as a producer is a silent mouse and keyboard. 
And there's lots of different ones. Marco, what kind do you recommend? Is there a particular one? No, no, no. I think it's it's one thing. And uh, talking, for instance, this RGB fashion thing, it's kind of a, a matter of taste because yeah. usually, and if you're a, a live producer, you won't be on screen. So it doesn't matter that you have fancy lights. <laughs> yes. <Okay. laughs> so do me a favor. Let's pull up that keyboard. Actually, I got that. So I'm going to pull up this keyboard. This is the uh, Red Dragon K502 RGB gaming keyboard. So here's the thing. I will say the LED lights, the fact that it's backlit is super important, I think. So if you're going to be doing any live stream production, having a backlit keyboard can actually be useful because then, you know, you don't have to have all your lights on, which can cause interference, things like that. Um, but again, having a, a keyboard that is backlit does help make it easy to see in low light situations. The other thing also, though, as Marco mentioned, when he's typing away or clicking on things, you don't want to have it be so noisy that it's distracting. And so sometimes as a producer, you need to have your mic and it needs to be open. And sometimes people will accidentally leave their mics open. And guess what you're going to hear? You're going to hear click, 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 click. You're going to hear somebody typing. So you should definitely have both a wire, uh, both a silent keyboard and a silent mouse. Like I can't, I gotta say a silent mouse is super important. And that's because like, as I think you got, did you hear me click there, Marco or no? Nope. So if you have a silent mouse and a silent keyboard, the benefit there is so that, you know, if you happen to have to be on screen or maybe you need to have your mic ready um, in the off chance that something does go wrong, you need to be able to communicate with people as well who are, you know, the viewers like almost basically be the voice of Oz where you're not like there could be someone else behind the scenes who could be running this and talk over us. For example, they may need to. Um, but you know, again, most people, they just use the mouse. They usually use the keyboard that comes with their computer or they buy whatever's cheap versus if you're producing, you need to get something that's silent and that's both the mouse and the keyboard. And uh, Darren, by the way, uh, who's who's watching this live, uh, mentions trackpads are silent. Yes, trackpads are silent. There is going to be potentially a click, by the way. They are silent because a lot of them now are like one piece, but you do have to keep that in mind as well. Okay, Marco, what other things as a producer do I need to consider? A webcam. <laughs> so why, why do I need to consider a webcam if I'm a producer? Because at some point, and as I mentioned a couple of times, okay. you may need to talk and interact with uh, the speakers, speakers, okay. or the host, hosts. Yeah. So it's important to to be seen, of course. It's good to have a good image, but you don't have to spend the <laughs> all your budget with uh, a webcam. Okay, so that's okay. why we Excellent brought point. this. Yeah. This lovely standard C920. And, and that's one thing you got to remember as a live stream producer, you, you kind of have to look at like what you're going to be doing. So if you're a person that like loves being behind the scenes, you're not ever going to be on camera, kind of like what we're doing right now, Marco, you don't need to buy a mirrorless camera, for example. You know, if you're just going to be behind the scenes, you need to pop on to help your talent, for example, get them, you know, situated, prepare them. You don't need to buy a super expensive camera or a switcher or any of that kind of stuff. Like, because again, you're behind the scenes. 
if you, you know, so, so you could get away with something as simple as this, a Logitech C920, about $80. Again, it's a basic webcam. It's a good webcam. It'll do the job as a producer if you don't need to be on screen a lot. Now, if you're thinking, okay, well, I'm going to be, a, I'm a producer and well, you know what? I do need to be on screen. Then that's where I would consider going into, you know, a mirrorless camera or something like that. But to get started, you don't need a super expensive uh, camera. Again, you're going to use it sparingly. You're going to go on screen with somebody. Uh, you're going to help them get set up, but you're not really going to do a whole lot outside of that on screen. Marco. Yes. What other things do you think and, I need? To, yeah, go ahead. And one of the main highlights about this uh, precious thing, and let me let me share it because sure. Uh, if if you don't mind, let me move it around because I'm using one right now. Yeah. So here I'm going to cut back to Marco. Okay. Let so me Marco's see got. It's so focusing. By the, here, there, yep, you go. there you go. Okay. <laughs> there you go. So here's Marco. So he's it, got, you know, he's using, he's not, you're, I, I know you're not using this for much of like, you're using it because you may yes. want a second angle, for example, right? Yes. And, oh my God, this is a mess. <laughs> <And> it, <laughs> but the, the main point about this is that this camera has around eight years. Mm -hmm. Okay. It was the first camera I started, uh, I used. And now I use it in my desk to make my uh, product reviews. Okay. When okay. I do my unboxings, for instance, I put it like that and I can show my, my desk with yep. this, with this thing like this. Okay. Mm. And it has seven, eight years. Yeah. So it's paid repaid, repaid, <laughs> because with everything I made, uh, with the money I could make with this camera, yeah. um, and it has a good image. It doesn't show, I, I didn't show well because it's not, um, set it to, to show me. Okay. Uh -huh. So yeah. the lights are not, uh, I needed to, to, to set up to work with that, but I think it's a really good option. If you just need to, okay, sometimes say hello to the people and look, you need to click here, 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 and here, uh -huh. and then it's okay and leave leave it there. I will put the, the PowerPoint in the screen. It's more than enough. Fantastic. Yeah. And so I love the, I got to say, I love the fact that you mentioned that you get a lot out of the production of like this equipment. So for example, like if you have, if you, Maybe you bought this camera and you're like, you know what? You were planning to use it and you didn't use it. Don't throw it away. It could be a great second camera. If you're not going to be a, a, if you're not going to be on camera much, consider using uh, something like that. For example, just to show yourself on camera, to show face to your customers that you're going to be doing productions for. Now, if I were, if I, you know, if I were like, okay, well, I don't need to buy that expensive camera. What do I need to do instead? Marco, the thing I would actually invest in if I were uh, doing production here is I would consider getting an extra monitor. Yes. And I know we talked about lots of different monitors last week. Um, let's do this. Let's bring up uh, let's bring up one of those portable ones. So there's a bunch in the carousel that we have. There's, you know, there's an Acer SB22, for example. Uh, that's a potential monitor, you know, to look at. There's a Samsung model. 
But if you're somebody who like, you know, you want something that's portable, but something that's also uh, easy to use, it's not going to take up a ton of space. I'd recommend checking up, checking out some of those. Uh, let's check out the portable monitor, Marco, the, the KY model. So let's check out the, it's about $190. Yeah. So if you're somebody who, you know, you want to do live stream production, uh, you need some extra space, you got a laptop, for example, you might be working with, check out something like this. This is a portable KYY 15.6 inch monitor. Again, you don't need something fancy. It doesn't have to be a 4K monitor. It's portable, meaning if you're doing production, you want a, a extended desktop, but you also may not have a big desk to work with. And so, you know, this is a um, this is a good option uh, to consider because this actually plugs directly into your computer. Uh, it can plug into your tablet. It can plug into your phone if you're using those. There's also a, a coupon here, by the way. So it is about $160, $170 for a portable monitor uh, if you need something like this. Um, I want to make sure we highlight, by the way, a couple of other really good tips from, from our viewers. I mean, there's lots of other options. There's an MSI Optics. Uh, mag 116v um, I actually I, I think that's a monitor um, we also have uh, our friend Darren highlighting uh, you know if you're starting with a single monitor he says start over again you can always find somebody selling one of these or you know even on Amazon if you scroll down Marco let's scroll down on there let's see if there's any open box items so uh, scroll up a little bit go the other other direction actually sorry yeah, let's go go back up. Go, yeah. Keep going. Okay, so let's keep going. Let's see. Okay, so sometimes if there is an open box. Okay, so off to the right, you see where it says new from $189.99. So uh, off to the right, right above the share icon. Yeah, so that basically will bring up other options here for monitors. So for example, if you click, even if you click on any of the other ones, Marco, uh, you may see other monitors that have basically potentially been returned by people because, you know, maybe they bought it and it wasn't the right size or, you know, they bought it thinking it was touchscreen when it really wasn't. So you may be able to find these monitors for even less, definitely under $200, but yeah, um, you may be able to find those there as well. So if I'm a live stream producer, I would highly recommend having something like this where, you know, you have this uh, portable monitor that you basically can collapse and tuck away when you don't need it. Now, Marco, let's bring up the, the other one that we also have. It's the Mobile Pixels Trio. And so we've got, um, Dean's given us some really good recommendations here. Um, the other option to consider is something like this Mobile Pixels one. This one's a little bit more pricey, but what's really neat about it is it actually attaches to the back of your laptop lid. And so um, this is the monitor, it's, it's between, $275 and $300. There's even a triple model option as well, uh, where you basically add two screens that come out of your laptop. But it's a screen that attaches to your laptop. Um, let's let's show what that looks like, Marco, in some of those other shots. Yeah. So it attaches to the back of your computer. And then what you basically can do is you can slide it out and it, you know, it does fill up some of that extra space you may need. So as you can see, you can do two screens. You can do three screens as well with this. Um, again, it depends on how much real estate you need and how much real estate you have. You know, if you're a producer and you're working off of a small 13 inch laptop, you need to have, a, you got to have a lot of stuff open. You got to have a presentation open. Maybe you got some videos. Um, maybe you've got, 
you know, uh, the run of show open. Yes. So you definitely want to make sure you check out this as a producer. You know, you have that extra screen real estate if you need it. And, you know, if you don't want those little, you know, fold up ones, for example, uh, you can also go to launch your dot live forward slash EP85. That was the last episode that I did where I talked about other types of screens. For example, our friend Anka, who was on earlier, she talked about having a four, two 49 inch screens. So some people have 49 screens. Um, some people have two 24 inch monitors next to one another. It really depends on your budget. But the benefit is if you have, uh, you know, if you're doing a lot of production, you want to make sure you have enough space. So in this case, bigger is typically better. So, um, Marco, okay, so let's keep going here. We've got a couple more items I know we want to talk about uh, from a production standpoint. Um, let's talk about, like, what are some ways that I can um, make my live streams easier to run? So, like, I know, I think you have one in your desk, don't you? I think uh, you have a stream deck a stream on your desk. Deck. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So Marco's yes, got a stream deck. I've got a stream deck as well. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about a couple of pieces of hardware that you want to consider getting as a producer. So one of these is going to be that Elgato Stream Deck. Let's bring up that uh, the 30, the extra large one. And this is the new version. So what is this exactly? Tell people. Well, this is a kind of uh, shortcutter. Okay, so instead of looking, oh, uh, I need to change my scene there and I need to uh, turn the lights down there and I need to tweet to there, uh, you have the whole uh, dashboard here, some of, sort of, and if you, you can um, use these uh, keys as triggers okay. and you hit one key and then this will bring the comment to the screen, for instance. Uh, you turn, uh, you hit another one, you can change the scene, for instance. Okay, cool. So this could be really helpful and it integrates with vMix, with OBS. Hopefully soon it will integrate with StreamYard. Yeah. So uh, with YouTube, Twitter, so this could also with Elgato gear. Okay, yep. So and if you've got any of the Elgato will, lights, yeah, excellent point. It will ease uh, your uh, live streaming production process because you will have just at, in front of you the whole situation <laughs> set. And I got to say, this is one of those, like, I have one of these as well. And so as you can see here, they make multiple sizes for this. They make a six key one. And here's the thing. It's not just six keys. It's six folders. So you could put six folders so one folder per button and then when you tap a button it could then give you six keys per button and so forth so it can do a whole lot more so you kind of have to on this sort of thing you want to make sure that you also don't um don't shortchange yourself so for example if you're just doing production you're just starting out the six key one is not a lot of buttons you may want to consider the 15 key or the 32 one because the way this thing works is and we're gonna give you a quick demo of this, I think, right, Marco? So let's just yes. let's talk about this first, and then we'll. Um, so let's let's show yeah, people yeah. what is the what's the six key button one look like? Okay, okay. okay. So here's the six key one, and so the six key one is again not a whole lot of buttons, but they can they can trigger different actions. So for example, you can have one that 
you know, you can set these buttons to mute your microphone. You can set them to play sound effects. Uh, you can set it to like when you switch to a program, let's say you're in your design program and you're making graphics for your live stream production. You can have this bring up all the hotkeys or you can assign them for your production. So this way, like if you're in, you know, if you're in your favorite graphic design program, like a Photoshop or something like that, uh, you can go into Photoshop and you can have it switch to those keyboard shortcuts on the stream deck. Now let's go back to that 15 key one, Marco. Oops, 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 oops. There you go. So this is the 15 key one. And you know, it's, it's a, a very good product. So, um, what this basically does is, um, with the 15 key, it gives you, you know, again, you get more than six buttons. So you get 15 and you can have folders on all of these. And this can also be used to basically trigger actions. There's so many things here. I mean, for example, if you want to, you know, say you want to play a sound effect, if you're using the Elgato stream deck with their 5.0 software, it can bring music in that doesn't give you copyright strikes. Um, if you're somebody who, you know, you want to use uh, some additional software, it can work with that as well. So, you know, it's a, a really, really, really amazing uh, product to be able to use. Um, Marco, is there anything else you want to add to this or you want to give people a quick demo? I think it's good to to show them, okay. <laughs> even though I'm using the 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 uh, the uh, the old version okay but yeah. it works <laughs> okay so marker is going to demo the stream deck real quick for you okay so the first thing i'm going to show is and i i think you already saw it i have this integrated with obs i'm okay. using obs as my virtual camera okay so i can change scenes okay, okay. so Marcus, this is okay. A, an awful camera okay so for instance, when I'm doing my reviews and unboxings, I'm showing my desk, look how, how beautiful this is and whatever, okay? This is my scene deck, okay? Uh -huh. I have here my main button, okay. which leads me to the sound effects, yep. and I can... Yep, exactly. So Marco can play sound effects, very cool. For this, let, let, me, let me share this for nost uh, nostalgic people. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. So I can get back, for instance, and I have this, uh, and this is a software included in the Stream Deck pack, which is the voice mod. Okay. okay. Which allows you to modificate your voice, and also, as someone mentioned before, now I have these background musics. Okay. Some of them came from the the Stream Deck app let's, as well. Yeah. Let's. Uh, uh, yeah. I know software. you can play it. Let's. Um... Let's try not to play it. I don't know. I assume it's fine, but. Okay. So you can, so, okay. <laughs> so, so Marco can play music with this thing. I mean, there's a lot that you can do with these products. Yes. Yes. So, and it's really easy and helpful, as you mentioned. Okay. We have just 15 keys, but within these 15 keys, we can create folders so we can take the maximum advantage of the tool. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, so it has, there's the, was it six six key, the fifteen key, the thirty two, and if you're a mobile user and you're like, well, hey, I don't want to buy another piece of hardware, there is a Stream Deck mobile app that you can use on tablets and smartphones. And so the benefit here is, as a producer, 
Let's say you need to quickly switch cameras, for example, you could use some of these advanced integrations. You could use it to bring background music into the stream. So if you're working with a client and the client's saying, hey, you know, um, if this client saying, well, hey, you can, uh, we want to bring, you know, we want to play certain music and intro music, a video, et cetera. Like you could do all, you could trigger all that from uh, the stream deck. You could also do macros with the stream deck as well. Um, macros in the sense that like, let's say you're going to start a production and let's say that production includes doing things like let's open, Hey, like say you work in the cloud and you work in Google drive with a, a file, let's open Google drive. Let's open the messenger app that you're using to communicate back and forth that Marco and I might be using, like say we're communicating on WhatsApp, Marco and I can, you know, we'd be communicating there. So I could say, okay, when I'm ready to start my live stream production, I want to open my browser. I want to open up my messenger app so I can communicate with Marco. Um, I also want to, uh, what else would I, what else am I want to do Marco? Uh, turn on, do not disturb. Maybe I think you can maybe do that with us. Yes. So like, say yes. you want to turn on, do not disturb. And then I don't know, like let's, you know, you can do anything you pretty much want to. And so instead of having to do those actions individually, you push one button on the stream deck and it does all of that for you in succession. So it does it based off of like whatever order you trigger it. So you push the button and you let it run. It's pretty awesome. Yes. And uh, back to our uh, comments, by the way. Yeah. So you can, so you can use it to run a macro. Uh, you can also, and, and actually that would be part of maybe that process. Maybe it's open Google drive, open my messaging app, um, mute the audio, for example, and do something else. And it can do all of those steps, like turn on your lights, for example, or set the color of the lights, even if the lights aren't you know important. Like it can do all of those steps with one push of a button. So it's pretty amazing. Um, by the way, Dean, uh, you did ask me about a piece of software. Um, I have actually, if you can message me, uh, that would actually be awesome because I'd love to actually talk with you about how that actually works, the software you're talking about. So um, awesome, awesome, awesome stuff. I mean, this is the Stream Deck. As I mentioned, there's multiple ones. Uh, let's just show the price real quick of these and then we're going to talk about some other stuff. So the six button one is about $74. The 15 key is about 150. Uh, Marco, by the way, click on that first 15 key one that's there. So there's two options for Elgato Stream Deck. The second one is a new, a new generation one. Really the only difference is that it has, um, it has USB-C as an option versus the other is USB-A. It's virtually the same. And you can change the face plates, but like Otherwise, yes. <laughs> it's virtually the same thing. Uh, scroll down on the screen, though. Let's go down on the page, and I want to show people this. Okay, so off to the right. Let's go off to the right. Remember how we were talking about the pricing of things? And we're this is $150. Keep going. So you see how there's a new and used section on the right? You could actually buy one of these for $50. Let's see what that's actually selling. So somebody's actually selling. That's a pretty good. I wonder what's interesting. Okay, so you could buy one for $50, or you could buy one for you know, there's probably something wrong with that $50 one, I think, but the one that's $119, <laughs> again, you could save yourself about 30, about 30, so 30 or so dollars by getting a like new one. So these are options to consider if you want to buy a stream deck for your live streams. So as we mentioned, there's, you know, there's the, um, so this is the six, the 15 button option. There's also a 32 button option. Uh, when you're going to talk about buying a stream deck, think about the future. Think about what all you can do with this. So it's not just for like, 
oh, I'm going to use a couple buttons now or I may not use it, start to incorporate it into your live stream productions. It will actually make it a whole lot easier to be able to use uh, versus you know, having to do all these little tasks individually. So there's so much that you can get out of it. Um, by the way, Dean, yes, absolutely, yes. Message me there. That's perfect, actually. Okay, so Marco, um, in addition to that, I do want to touch on uh, another piece of hardware that somebody as a producer might want to consider, and that's our favorite ATEM Mini. <laughs> and so let me actually get to the ATEM Mini. Okay, so there's a couple of different ATEM Minis. Um, I don't care which one. You bring up whatever one you want, but like, you know, there's a $300 ATEM Mini. There's a uh, $800, I think it's $800. There's a $1,000 ATEM Mini. And so what does an ATEM Mini do, Marco? Well, it's a camera switcher. Okay. And also it uh, decodes, encodes the HDMI signal to be understand understood by the computer. Okay, so instead of buying uh, four different video capture cards, you with this device, you can have this job done by the Atom Mini. And besides that, it can uh, help you with uh, look in the screen. So you can switch scenes, you can create scenes, and which it's a really good and helpful uh, thing. Excellent. Yeah. And so this is the ATEM Mini. They make multiple ones. This one is, I got it highlighted in the carousel. There's a $300 model. Uh, there's also uh, some other options as well for these. Uh, but basically, if you if you can zoom in on the back of that, let's show that real quick. So you remember how Marco was switching scenes and he was using his uh, Elgato Stream Deck? The ATEM Mini can also be used uh, a couple different ways. So for example, if you wanted to have multiple HDMI cameras, you can plug, it can support up to four cameras in the back. I don't know why this image is not being... Is okay, so basically it lets you have four cameras. Uh, there's an me output, see. meaning you can push it out to a monitor so you can see the preview and then the program output. Um, it also can be connected into HDMI or sorry, uh, into uh, Ethernet. Uh, obviously, you can also live stream from this thing. Um, there is something that does say webcam out. Webcam out does not mean you can plug a webcam in. It means that you can plug in uh, that ATEM Mini into your computer. Um, so then you can use it. It shows up as a camera source at that point. Um, so it's a great little product and. It also, according to Dean here, it could be used with uh, with OBS as well when you plug in the ATEM via USB-C into, uh, I'm not sure what that last part is, uh, running OBS. So, uh, but you can use it, yeah, there as well. Um, couple other points, you know, it's four camera inputs and our, our good buddy Darren here says, you know, it does force you to buy high-end HDMI cameras only. So it means that if you're going to use a webcam, you can't use it with this. However, what you can do with it is you can use those camera sources for other things. So for example, camera one might be your main camera. Camera two might be an older HDMI camera. Other options though, you might want to consider, um, let's say you happen to have a tablet or a smartphone and you want to display that on screen. Uh, you can simply do that by plugging those in via lightning to HDMI or USB-C 
to HDMI. And that will allow you to display whatever's on that iPad or that phone or that tablet uh, through the ATEM. So then you can push those big buttons at the bottom, the one, two, three, four, and that switches the camera angles. And then there's one other neat little feature. And let's go up to that marker real quick. Uh, the picture in picture. So there's that set of six buttons here at the top. Oh my God. Yeah. And so you can do picture in picture. And I'm going to just demo this real quick, actually, because I happen to have an ATEM mini <laughs> here and I'm just going to push this. I'm going to turn it on. So you're going to see there's a, if you're watching this live, you're going to see a big picture of me and you're going to see down in this little corner here, a little small version of me. And then what's cool about it is that I can literally just move this around during the live stream if I want to. For example, I'd never want to put in the bottom left corner because it'd be getting blocked by your name, but you could do that. And then you could have a camera source being brought up. And so the camera source could be there and I could be over top of it as well. So there's lots and lots and lots of really cool options, um, ways to make this work. And it's so simple that I just turn it off and I'm done. So you have lots of options here. And there's even another model, by the way, for the ATEM. Uh, there's also an ATEM Mini Extreme that does run more than $1,000. But the benefit to the Extreme is that it gives you eight cameras. It gives you, I think, two camera, two, two monitor outs, meaning uh, you could push it to different things. Um, so it's a, a very, very, very useful uh, tool, especially as a producer, because, again, if you want to be able to switch scenes, you're not having to click around a lot of stuff. You literally can just use some of the buttons that are there. It also has transitions on it as well. Uh, so you can do some pans and some swipes uh, directly on the ATEM. So you can just push a button and it will do all of that for you. Yeah. And so it's a very, like, it's just a great piece of hardware. Uh, granted, it does cost a little bit more, but it's an excellent value. And I think that's a key thing to drive home. Okay, Marco. <laughs> Um, and for those of you, by the way, if you're interested in the ATEM and you're like, well, I, I want something that has a screen on it or something like that, there is the Feel World Live Pro as well. We've got that highlighted in the carousel. We're not going to show it, but basically it's the same thing. It's a it's a bigger switcher. It has a little small screen on it, has a T-bar, so then you could easily adjust the, the fade, for example, um, from one scene to the next. But... The ATEM Mini is fantastic. It also has software that can be controlled via macro. It can do chroma keying of background and things like that as well. So it's a, a very good uh, piece of software and hardware for a live stream producer. Um, okay, Marco, let's do this. Let's cover just a couple more items. Um, if And here's the thing. Like, if you're a live stream producer, um, you don't necessarily need – like the only reason you need good audio – is if you're going to be on, uh, if you're going to have to come on camera on screen or you're going to have to talk over everyone. And so um, there, there are a couple things you can look at. There is something we did highlight in the carousel. Um, this is new from Elgato. Uh, and basically it's an uh, XLR, it's a Wave XLR product. And what this essentially does is it allows you to use some of the more high-end microphones such as an XLR uh, microphone. You plug it into this, and this, this is your like mic and volume control. Sorry, let me rephrase. Yeah, it's your headphone volume and your uh, mic gain. And basically, the way it works is you plug this into your computer via USB-C, and then um, you could plug a high-end microphone, for example, like maybe the Shure SM7B, uh, the Shure NV7. Uh, let's see, anything else that's you know a good XLR mic, 
directly into this. Um, one thing I do want to highlight about the Elgato Wavelink, the Wave XLR, by the way, is it also has software that comes with it too. And that software, if you ever, you know, if you're like, well, I don't have a, uh, I don't have a stream deck, for example, and I want to play background music or I want to do some of that stuff. It actually has the ability to route audio from different applications using the Wavelink software that's included. So one thing that's pretty cool about this is you're spending $160 to add an XLR microphone option. So it's a microphone interface, but it also includes software that would normally cost you about $100 um, to be able to route audio from different applications into your live stream production. So uh, definitely something worth checking out. Um, Marco, what do you think about this? Have you used this yet? Nope, <laughs> not really, because I already have my, my XLR mixer. So, but I'm pretty sure that this would be a really good device because it's an Elgato. I, and I've seen some uh, feedbacks which are really positive about it. Yeah, it's excellent product. So again, check that out. And the other thing, if you're going to invest in the Elgato family of products, this make this is almost a no-brainer because, and I haven't tried this out yet, but I guarantee you it would probably work with the Stream Deck. So yeah. definitely something, again, when you start to link, this is why like, we don't, we always talk about buying products and equipment and gear like that and things like that to help make things, make your live streams better. But we also try, if we can, to get part of the same family. And the reason is so that as you're buying equipment, it's all going to very likely work together versus, oh, I have to go adjust the lights here and I have to do this and I have to do that. For example, I'm using the, um, I'm using the Genie LED lights behind me and it's because I'm using those and I also have some of their smart home products. And so the way they work is if I'm ever, if I'm like, oh, well, I want to change the color of this and I want to do this and I want to do this. I have one app that I work with as opposed to, oh, I have to do this for this and this for this and this for this. Simplify it. Make your productions easier to work with. Um, so that's super important. And then I think, Marco, I think the last two items I want to talk about real quick. I want to talk about sound. Let's talk about the Rode Wireless Go. And yeah, by the way, Dean does confirm for me uh, that the Wavelink software for the Wavelink uh, XLR and also the Wavelink mics, it does work with the Stream Deck. So it's got some software there. So the last two items I want to talk about, touch on today, the Rode Wireless Go. And uh, Marco, why is this important? Like if I'm a producer, why do I need to consider something like a Rode Wireless Go? Because for instance, you need to be away and you need to be avail uh, available to talk. <laughs> so this is important. Okay. And... Oh my God. <laughs> also, this is a really good uh, microphone uh, as well. Okay. And it, it, uh, for instance, let, let us think that this could be, um, an hybrid solution. Okay. And we should have in mind as well, like I'm, I'm pretty sure that I'm almost sure that I won't be doing this, but for instance, if you want to go in a hybrid uh, situation, okay, this could be as well, a very good option because you can use them in your studio or you can use them in a pre uh, uh, offline event as well. So this could be also important uh, to 
save money or to be practical. Very cool, yeah. And so here's what I wanna do. I, ha I actually have some of these here. I'm gonna show you guys these. So this is the Rode Wireless Go. This is the, the first system. They make a Rode Wireless Go 1 and a 2. So this is the Rode Wireless Go, and this is basically it. There are these little transmitters. They are huge. They're actually <laughs> so, pretty so tiny. My God, well, they're you, they are. Or they aren't. What do you think? <laughs> yes, they are really tiny. They're really small, actually. And so basically, the way these work is you can clip this. <coughs> for example, some people will clip them on here. You know, granted that doesn't always look that great, but you could clip it on here. Um, you can also attach a um, our lavalier microphone to this as well if you want to. And so you can get a microphone up underneath your mouth and then you could have this like clip to the, the body of the talent you're working with. Um, so that is an option. And then this is the transmitter that goes on the camera. So totally worth checking out. Um, the other thing also, they do come with, again, I'm glad they, oh, they come with two actually. They come with the fuzzy wind jammer. So basically if you're this and you want to, you know, again, put these in an environment where like maybe you're in a noisy environment you know, a person has some, uh, maybe they got a necklace on or something like that. You know, you could have them essentially put one of these on as well. So then they end up with something like this. So there's your uh, Rode Wireless Go with the fuzzy windjammer on it. So then you can, you can capture this off your camera as well if you need to. Um, so this is a great product. Another thing you can also do, if you get the Rode Wireless Go 2 that we mentioned, the Wireless Go 2 comes with two of these. So it comes with, uh, let's see. So it comes with two of these. So like, for example, if Marco and I were doing an interview, Marco could have one, I could have one. And then this would be on the camera and we'd be able to capture the feed through the camera from these two uh, mics. And then the benefit here is so that all your audio is people are wireless. They don't have to worry about being you know tripped up by wires. Um, and then the benefit here is that this actually gives you good quality audio. If you get the wireless go Two system, you can take the wireless go Two and you can use it as an audio interface, meaning it goes into your computer and you then have a microphone, for example. So from a live stream producer standpoint, you may not need to be on camera. You may not be talking very much, but you may have a chance where or an opera, I don't say a chance. Um, let's say you're doing a production and let's say there's a technical issue or you need to do uh, you know, an intro for somebody. If you don't have, for example, you got all your other headphones on, you could have one of these on you, mic'd up. So you mic yourself up and then uh, this could be connected, for example, to your computer. And then you're able to speak into this as your audio. And so people are able to hear you, you're gonna sound good. Remember, it's all about increasing the quality of the production. So you can actually sound good by having this on. And then that way, as you're doing that, um, it's gonna help your production sound better as well to your viewers or to the people you're producing the show for. So definitely check that out. That's the Rode Wireless Go 1. I can't recommend uh, that. That's the one, there's a two. Uh, in terms of the price, Marco, what's the price on these? Two, let me see, I think it's, a uh, yes, two, so, 298. There you go. So it is a little expensive. It's two hundred ninety-eight dollars for. But a you pair, you will though. save more than a hundred dollars <laughs> because it's a deal. Yeah, and and here's the thing: it's it's a good deal. You're also getting a pair of these versus a single set. So you know you could use this, for example, with a computer. You could use it 
Um, there, there's just so much you can use these things for. Again, you could use this to record messages uh, for like if you need to do a, a video that you need to record for your, um, you know, for your guests, for example, you now have a microphone that can attach to your computer and record a video. Um, so it's a, a great product. It's also something where, again, if somebody doesn't like to be wired, this is a good potential wireless system here if they need to have a wireless mic. And uh, you can use this uh, for a lot of different things, actually, for quite a different things. You can use this for, um, you know, production. You can use this for, uh, you know, if you're doing a hybrid event where somebody's in person, um, you know, and you've got multiple people you need to capture uh, systems for, for audio from, great product to use. So that's the Rode uh, Wireless Go 2. Again, seems like it's pricey, but it really isn't when you really uh, look at it and say, okay, you know what? This is two different microphone systems, uh, two different microphones that people are getting. Okay, Marco, I know we've got a few more items in the carousel, but I think the last item I want to talk about, and I think this is like, to me, this is like, it's always, we always talk about this and we always tell people, you need to make sure that you are getting a good brain for your live stream <laughs> production. And what we mean by that is like, so for example, let's pull this one up, Marco. Let's, this is the Apple Mac mini. So as a producer, one thing you want to make sure you do is you have a, a, you have a good computer. That's the first thing Two, you want to probably have a backup as well. So for example, you know, some people, what they'll do is they'll have a PC and they'll have a Mac and they'll use it. They don't have to buy the most expensive one, but they buy a good quality one to have as a backup machine. Um, some people use it to test because you remember some of the talent you work with are using Macs. Some of them are using PCs. Some of them send you a PowerPoint file versus a Keynote file. And if you open in different programs, they may look different on screen. And it's all about making the, the production look the best that it can. And so, uh, if you do happen to need a computer, I would strongly encourage you to, you know, again, you don't have to get the most expensive computer, but get yourself like a gaming laptop maybe, but then check out something like this. This is the Mac mini. This is the M1. By the way, the M1 is Apple's version of uh, the basically Apple's chipset. So it's Apple's chip that they designed specifically for these products. And so you don't need, like, again, this is a, it's a great product. I actually have one here. And this is a great product. If you're somebody who, you know, you're doing live streams, for example, and you want something that's cheap, but you want something that's also uh, good quality. You want to check out the Mac mini uh, M1. And so I'm going to come on camera and I'm going to show you guys what this looks like. So again, this is how small these things are. I mean, You've seen these, Marco. I mean, Mac Mini M1. Again, super small. I mean, look at how small these are. So super, super, super small. Um, doesn't take up a whole lot of space on your desk. As our uh, friend Dean mentions as well. Dean mentions uh, he loves his Mac Mini as well. <laughs> Again, the Mac Mini, it used to be, here's the thing. It used to be a product that like, oh, it wasn't very fast, but it has gotten so much better. And these are just, they're fantastic. I mean, they work so well nowadays. So, um, so I'd recommend getting the Mac mini M1. If you need a good backup computer, uh, again, you are going to have to supply a monitor for this, but it's a good product that you can just tuck away on your desk. 
The other thing you could also do if you, you know, if you don't want the Mac Mini M1 and you need a screen, the MacBook Pro or the MacBook Air, the M1 models are fantastic for what they do. You can get the one that we're showing here for what is this, Marco? About uh, $560, actually. Wow. Yes. Yeah. So you get options for $560 or uh, $800 something. Again, that depends on the hard drive space and the RAM. But it is a great product. It's it works seamlessly. I mean, I literally have I'm running one right now, and I have how many do I have here? I probably have about a hundred tabs open and a whole bunch of other stuff, and it's not slowing down at all. And I'm live streaming, by the way. And I want to make sure that uh, we highlight this other comment: the super small form factor. You can fit it in a backpack. So if you need to travel <laughs> to location to be, you know, on somebody to help somebody with live stream production. You could take this with you. Take this and a little portable monitor, and you have a much, you have a very powerful setup there. So I would strongly encourage you, you know, again, to not just get the Mac Mini, but also get a PC option as well. And so this way you have both of them as a producer. You can be more flexible with people when they say, you know what? Oh, I only work in Keynote. That's not a big deal. Hey, I work in PowerPoint. Okay, no big deal. Oh, I only use Windows. Because again, you also need to know how the software works and you also need to know how it works across the different uh, applications. Like, So if I'm using a, a Mac versus a PC, if I only know one system, again, it helps make your productions better for the people you're producing for. So consider having those. I'd also recommend having them uh, as a backup so that let's say something does happen to your system in the middle of the show, you have the other one up and ready to go. So then that way you're able to, uh, you know, you're able to keep the live stream production moving and running smoothly. Uh, by the way, a quick little note about that. If you do happen to be uh, running a live stream for somebody and, you know, and I, I can't stress this enough. One other little item, and this will save you a ton of headache, is to get yourself a, a USB Ethernet adapter. And that is in the carousel. I think I got the right one there, Marco. I'm not sure if I have the right one, actually. Um, actually, no, here, I think this is it. So there's a USB um, Ethernet adapter. And so the benefit here is so that as a live streamer, this is the, if you had to buy anything off what we've talked today, check that out. Because basically what it does is, it's gonna, is that the right one, Marco? I think, right? Is that a USB? Is that an Ethernet cable, I think? Or that, that's no, a no, USB no, wait, to USB. Wait, wait, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So wait, we're going to pull wait, up the, wait. we're going to switch it up. So there's Let a USB-C to Ethernet adapter. So if you're like, hey, how, how do I get my live streams and keep them, you know, any of these computers you buy, how do I make them more stable? Check out one of these. And this is, I think these are like $10. And it's USB-C. It adds an Ethernet port. So if you're like, well, my computer doesn't have Ethernet anymore. Spend the $10. No. <laughs> buy one of these. Guess what? It's going to hardwire. And, and don't think like, oh, well, wireless is so much better. Wireless is actually not as fast. And, you know, the other thing also, it depends on your internet service. So some people, uh, they'll have internet service and their internet service, for example, will give you faster speeds if you're hardwired in versus using Wi-Fi. So uh, that's just something you want to consider. That's just like one last like bonus tip, I think, for you as a live stream <laughs> producer. Uh, there's so many other things, by the way, that we uh, didn't cover in the carousel, but make sure you go and check those out. Um, 
anything else you want to add, Marco? I, I do want to highlight, by the way, for uh, for our friend Dean. Uh, yeah, he's got some suggestions for planning. Dean, do me a favor. Just drop those uh, in the comments or send them to me and I'll, I'll make sure we get them out there. Um, would love to, you know, if you have any other suggestions for producers, uh, what, it, what, it, what else should they be checking out? Um, by the way, Dean's watching over uh, on our YouTube channel as well. So I um, want to thank him for tuning in and sticking with us for most of this. Um, Marco, is there anything else you want to add? Well, I think I think the kind of final notes about this topic, sure. which is so so rich, yeah. is gather all the experience, all the the knowledge you got from your own live streams, for uh, from uh, making live stream production, from uh, things you you saw on events, okay, and find how you can, uh, for instance. Uh, apply those knowledge to your live shows, how you can avoid in the future that things to happen and also make some benchmarking as well so you can become a really good live producer because it's a really interesting uh, job and uh -huh. challenging and also it's... And there's one, one thing I, I remind now, it's an amazing way to learn because um, you will be working with amazing brains, sharing their knowledge. And in, instead of paying to, to assist, you will be paid to listen to them. So this could be a nice way, uh, something interesting uh, as well on this uh, live producing uh, job. So have that in mind as well. But one of the uh, things you should have in mind, it's being really helpful mm -hmm. this could be game changing uh on the live producer definitely yeah and i gotta say i mean again it's about building from show to show so for example if you're new to this start out in the trenches like get really good like be on other people's production teams help them out and learn how they're doing things and get to a point where then you know what i could do this myself and then start producing shows for other people so that, you know, you're not just like trying to, over, you know, because again, remember what you do reflects on the production. So if you're not new, if you're new to production and you're like, well, um, you know, oh, I've never done this before. The best way to get started, it's not, it's not to experiment. Maybe it's to experiment with your own things, but it's not to experiment on other people's shows. <laughs> it's to <laughs> get good at it. So that may mean, you know, maybe your first job might be, you know, um, you're responsible for, you know, I don't know, just checking out like the headroom of somebody on a show or checking out the, you know, making sure their mic audio is there or, you know, helping solve some of the basic tech stuff. Um, you know, I think that would be like a good place to start and then work your way up to take on additional tasks where you're then maybe you're the assistant at that point, you know, where you're running other shows. But again, these are all tips and tools to help you uh, be a better live streamer. So with that, uh, I want to thank everybody who's been uh, tuning in. I mean, we've had quite, <laughs> we, we've actually had quite an audience. I got to say, Marco, we've had quite an audience. Uh, again, if you want to want to watch this and you want to follow along with all the tools and the equipment we've been highlighting throughout the show, just go to launchyour.live forward slash EP86. Remember, this is a, an episode where we talked about tips and tools to help you improve your live stream production to be a better live stream producer. But with that, 
I'm Christian Karasevich, joined by Marco Novo, and we want to thank you uh, for tuning in to episode 86, where we talked about tips and tools to be a better live stream producer, to create a more professional live stream. Uh, we will see you all on a future episode. Thanks a lot, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Launch Your Live podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Also, visit launchyour.live for more resources based on today's topic, as well as access to even more episodes that will help you level up your live videos. That's launchyour.live. So until next time, keep going.